All right, you guys. Welcome. Let's jump into this. Uh, once again, we're without David. We're without David again. Yeah, and it's his fault again because he's in another play. Just Could you believe that? Just another one. It's going to be good, though, yeah, it's from gonna be, what I've heard. It's going to be so good. It's called um, COVID's Chasing You, and basically it's Avoid about the plague. It's about these this family that mm-hmm. has COVID, and so they haven't been able to see their producer in like a week. Yeah, and uh, it's in, it's inspired by true stories. Um, it's a it's a dramatic comedy. Yeah, and and uh, there, there's a mu- there's a musical portion. There is. Um, it's about elves. Yeah, um, and uh, things get a little weird. But uh, if you haven't picked up on this, David's not here because he's not allowed inside this house yet. Um, almost though. Almost. Probably tomorrow. We're we're pretty much good. Yeah. For right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because apparently COVID is just... It's just fucking o- shit up right now. Omnicron is just jumping all over the place. Omnicron. 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 Omnicron the criminal. What's what's the... Uh, what's Cybertron um, Omnicron. The, Omni- <laughs> the Omnicron. <laughs> what's it called? Omnicron is just the variant. No, no, no. The, the, it's like the heart of the Transformers. The, the Omnicron. Uh, no, that's not it. That's yes. just the name of the variant. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. The AllSpark. The all- <laughs> <laughs> What's the Omnicron? Look it up. It's, Omnicron it's is a the Transformers variant. term. Transformers, Transformers. Omnicron. Omnicron. Um, oh, it is. What? I knew it. What is it? I'm looking. This is the worst intro of intros we've ever done. Omnicron is a loyal, hardworking Decepticon who is respectful, yet not afraid to challenge authority. Hmm. He feels he Star is screen. meant for leading fellow Decepticons and feels great pride in his battlefield prowess. He is capable of moving at fast speeds with great agility and primarily relies on for defense. His speed he relies on for defense. This honestly, this did the people that created this next <laughs> virus that's going around like watch this they're just big transformer fans they're cybertron fans this is from transformers decepticon cybertron's a decepticon okay yeah you're right you are you surprised by transformer knowledge or something (laughs) yes actually there's times where like there's certain cartoons that come up that i've always like i never really got into but i don't think i realize that like even when you were a little kid like when you got into something you got into something would you say Hyperfixing, yes, hyper, ab- hyper- absolutely. You were hyperfixated on it. Hyperfixated. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> David, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's hyperfixate on this intro. David, go ahead and uh, drop it right Boop. there. I'm drum. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week one eleven. Week one eleven, guys. Woo, that is um, five times five, twenty-five plus seventy-five is nine ninety. A hundred. That's a hundred plus eleven. One one eleven, guys. Episode one eleven. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum, and I'm Drummer. This is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's: storytelling, supernatural, and self improvement. Mm, what a good one that is. 
So good. Self-improvement. Probably the most important one, actually. Yeah, it really is. Um, but, dude, so you and I have spent so, so much time together. It's, it was fun the first day. But by like the third day where you, we had like a rhythm going, you know, we like, <laughs> we both got up at the same time. We had our breakfast. We sat down, we watched an episode, then we woke up Mo and bothered her, and then we came back out here. And by the way, when I say woke up Mo and bothered her, we were in the hallway staring at her 10 feet away. Yeah, so what we would do is um, <clears throat> Dalton's been in his room. I've been crashing out here on the couch, and uh, just my entire life is out here in the living room right now. And so what we would do is we would open up the, the door, and Monique would be in the bed, which is... You know, our bedroom's pretty big, so it's far away. And me and Dalton would stand there fighting for door space. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we would stand there and talk to Monique about whatever and try and make her laugh and cheer her up a little bit as she was going through all of this. Um, so that has basically been That's, our last week. Mm-hmm. So then after that, we'd come back. We Dalton would play Skyrim. Yeah. I would end up eating or falling asleep. Yeah, Matthew Matthew was going through it a little bit. Like, I had more energy than you, but I was also, like, blowing my nose more. And yeah, I don't like to blow my nose. I hate, I've always hated blowing my nose. Yeah, my mom would always get mad. You didn't mad. do it at all. Yeah, like, even when I was younger, like, I would, like, get, like, have a runny nose, and she'd be like, Matthew, you need to blow your nose. And I would be congested. Why was that such a problem? I just, like, I don't, now that I, think, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. You know what it was? Mom and dad never bought, like, tissues. So I'd always use like toilet paper or I'd use um, like the paper towels. Remember how red your nose would get? Bro, because like every time you wipe it off, there's no lotion. Mm-hmm. So it just like, you just become raw. Yeah. So then I'd be like, I don't want to go through, like it hurts. Like it just, every time you do it, it's just like when you have to like. So you were scarred at a young age. Yeah. This is some trauma. It's childhood trauma, dude, at its Damn. finest. First world childhood trauma. You know, now I have the money <laughs> to buy myself a lotion, like the, the moisturized uh, wipes. Yeah, the ones that Aunt Michelle brought. That's well, that's why they started being back in the house. Oh, really? Yeah, because when Aunt Michelle was living with us, uh, one of us got sick. And I remember she like walked out and like <coughs> saw I forget if it was me, you, or even it might have been dad, to be honest. They were all raw and like their nose was red. And they're like, Well, she's all, Yeah, you're using toilet paper. Why don't you go get like uh, Kleenex or something? And so then that's how we started having Kleenex. And I already know I can hear mom dialing the phone to call me and tell me that's not true. But that is not true. Yeah, that's canon. But that's, yeah, that's definitely canon. Because I remember, I remember, I remember slightly, I could be just imagining things, but I slightly remember a conversation you had. And I was like laying in the living room and you came out of your bedroom and you're in the hallway area and you're like, Dalton, like my nose. And I was like looking at you and I was all mad at you for some reason. I remember looking at you being like, what are you talking about? And then later on you explained about the, the napkin. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember that. But um, so then Dalton would play Skyrim. I'd take a nap and then just kind of like we would pass the controller back and forth. Yeah. Until nighttime. We could be on and off napping. You would nap, I would nap. Mm-hmm. We never napped at the same time. You always no. had to watch out. Always had to keep an eye open. Yeah. Keep one eye peeled. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So then we did that and then... Uh, we, I would make food for Monique, bring her everything. Um, and now we're pretty much done with that. But we unfortunately had to celebrate New Year's. 
We celebrated New Year's together in here. Not the way we planned on having it celebrated. Mm-mm. But we were still together, you know. We were up till midnight. We were up till midnight, exactly. Yep. And then, uh, so what we ended up doing was we had like a back patio. So I brought out this uh, like lawn chair, put it in the back. Dalton pulled up the lawn chair to the doorway. Monique stayed in, so I had poured us all champagne. So I was outside in a hoodie uh, while we cheers. And I don't remember what we ate. For dinner that night? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, and so we cheers and we just kind of hung out and talked for about 15, 20 minutes. And then I had taken some NyQuil that kicked in, knocked out. Yeah, you knocked out hard. Yeah, man. You snored. Yep. But so it's, it's been boring. It was so funny though, because when so growing up, when like Dalton and I were in different school districts or different parts of schooling, so like I would be in middle school and Dalton would be in elementary school, mm-hmm. we would always do this thing where like during the summer we wouldn't really like like each other in the beginning of the summer. But then as summer went on, we were forced to spend so much time together that like we just had to like embrace each other's presence and like be tolerate it right but bernie mac the exactly the only (laughs) the only time of the day that dalton and i were like truly the most like okay with each other and actually had fun like these are most not most my memories but these are a lot of like my fond memories of dalton come when my mom and dad would go to sleep and dalton and i were fortunate and we didn't have a bedtime and so we would stay up late and we would watch george lopez bernie mac uh, Robin Big, Silent Library, Silent Library. We would watch all these TV shows really, really late together, and we'd stay up to like I don't know, like two or three. Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf, yep. And so then, but the the and that's obviously throughout years. Uh, so like that's like when Dalton was in middle school, I was in high school as well. Same thing. Yeah. Um. So then there would come the day where Dalton would have to go to bed before I did. So I remember I'd be like a routine. We'd go take our baths. We'd come out. We'd grab our snacks, our ice cream or whatever. We'd go and we'd sit down. And then I would like sit down first and then Dalton would jump in the shower. Did you take a bath at that age? No, I think I took showers. Okay. And so then, <laughs> so then I got out or I see Dalton get out and I'm like waiting for him to come over. And Dalton would always do this thing. He would stand in the doorway and he'd look at me to say goodnight. And he'd say goodnight. Then he'd turn around and then he'd walk away and I would just be so sad. Like I would go to bed early just because I don't want to be up by myself. Right. <laughs> so then the last night here, Dalton, like we do our whole routine, right. And we were, we got negative tests. We're good to go. So Dalton's going back to work the next day. I'm, you know, getting ready to go back to my normal schedule. And, uh, Dalton like gets up and walks to the hallway, turns around and says, good night. He walks away I swear I became like a 13-year-old version of me again and just like had to relive that entire moment. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> That's crazy. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, but um, dude, two very, very loved people passed away this, this past week. Oh, man. Well, let's. I mean, I'll be honest. I know Betty White. But I don't like no, no Betty, Betty White. You never seen the Golden Girls? No, no, no. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, Miss Betty White at ninety nine years old. I think she was. It wasn't like a day before her birthday or something like that. That would suck. No, no. I think it was a day before New Year's. Yeah, something that like that. About right. Yeah. Um, passed away unfortunately. Um, and so. I, I read a tweet that was like she would pass away right before New Year's. So New Year's like was just all about Betty White, like. 
people were just celebrating Betty White's life, which That's is awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then the other one, which is um, Dawn and I have a lot more connection memories to, of yeah. and connection to, is uh, John Madden. Oh, man. R.I.P. to the legend, the true goat of goats. Yeah. John Madden. So for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a Hall of Fame head coach uh, for the Raiders. And then he went into um, TV and started to broadcast games and stuff like that. But probably what anybody our age is really remembers him as, other than I remember his broadcast, like when he would broadcast the football yeah. games. But um, he, had, he created the Madden video game which is the football video game that comes out every year that we religiously buy in this household, even Always. though it hasn't necessarily changed at all in the last, like, seven Not years. Not even remotely. <clears throat> but it's cool. He wanted to be able to teach a different generation, like, you know, the rules of football. And, he did. And that's really how we learned anything about it, you know? Like, I hope they don't even change the name Madden. Like, they just keep the name. Yeah, and it's been going on, I mean, I don't know. Since 1996? Something like that. Um, but yeah, like just the, the way he understood where things were going and where the attention of the younger generation was. Yeah. You know, and being able to like adapt to that and be like, oh, well, let's make this football game. That way people can learn the rules, you know, like, and even dad will say it like Dalton and I didn't really start watching football until we started playing Madden. Mm-hmm. Once we played Madden, you know, we were able to diagnose things that were going on. And, and it made honestly, it- sometimes we're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like we like if like not I know every like everybody loves football and everybody like examines it the same way we do I'm sure but like it's just crazy to me that like we'll watch a play and we'll be looking for like what what players or coaches would look for instead of watching the actual play like we'll yeah. catch holds face masks mm-hmm. like little like little little things including when it comes to like catching with two feet in like you'll catch it on the camera yeah before but it's quick. before the instant replay even yeah. starts. So um, just want to pour one out for, for both of them, um, at least for Mr. Madden. Yeah. Uh, you taught us a lot, man. Thanks. Really Thank appreciate it. Thank you for it. everything. So, but, uh, that was such a good time. Dude, so good. The Madden 2005 is probably one of my favorite Madden games. It yeah. had the best fucking soundtrack. and Marshall Falk on the cover. Uh, and just like... 2000, that, no, 2007 was Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but 2005, it was when... Um, was it... Was it out on GameCube? I think 2007 might have been GameCube. 2007 was GameCube. Was it? Yeah, because that's, that's that, the one that I remember the most. So that's the one where they installed, you could hit the left and right buttons to juke to the left or to the right. And it was just like OP. It was just like, it was the new function that they had just created. Yeah. So it was just broken. Like, <laughs> I was never tackled. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like, it, it had just gone through too much. That was. Be- I know. There was a button that you, if you got tackled, if you were in the process of getting tackled, if you tapped it twice, you would juke out of it. Yeah. So actually, uh, Bob Bagnell's story. So fast forward a couple years, the PlayStation comes out with this game or this this console, and it's called the PSP. Right. It's like the handheld version of a PlayStation. Right. I remember I saved up all my money, and I got a bunch of birthday money that I saved up for, and. One of probably one of my favorite memories is on my spring break, mom would always take me out to a nice lunch. Like it was, it was like it was kind of like a birthday lunch for me and mom. But then she would also take me just to kind of like you know it's spring break, you weren't with us, so it was cheaper. So we would go, right? Yeah, I get it, I get it. So there's one time she asked me, she's like, and it was right before we went to go buy the PSP for my birthday. 
She goes, Matt, where do you want to go? And I don't know where. I don't even know if I'd ever been here before. And I go, <laughs> Black Angus. <laughs> <laughs> before you're just like, Sizzler, Mom. Yeah, no, I mean, I would have said like McDonald's. You know what I mean? But like Mom asked me, and I'm like, I want Black Angus. And uh, so then Mom goes, and she takes us. She takes me. So I sit down. Bro, I had this, the steak and crab combo plate. Oh, my God. Right? And so I'll never forget, uh, I guess dad had called mom and was like, hey, what's going on? What did Matt choose for lunch? And mom's like, um, Black Angus. <laughs> and my dad's sitting there with like a ham sandwich. <laughs> He's like, what? Matthew chose that. And she's like, yep. And I'm pretty sure mom just got a salad. Like she didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, fuck. And she's like, yep. And dad's like, what do you get? Um. This, the steak and crab plate. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Like, like I why would, did you think that was a good one? I, I would never do that now. Like, I would never. Like, mom, where do you want to go? I'm like, I got f- tortillas. I got food here. Right? But, uh, and so then right after. So genuine. Right after that, uh, the Black Angus was next to a Toys R Us. So I remember going in. And going to buy the the PSP and stuff, but there was a Madden version for the PSP that came out, and Dom also had a PSP, and so basically the cool thing was you could flip it up on its side. It was really long, and when you you were it was a kickoff return, so you would come down and you would have to dodge all the players as they came up, right? But I sucked at it. So Dom comes over, and Tino and Dominic come over, oh, right, no. for dinner. And Dom shows me, he goes, he goes, oh, what's your, your score? And so I tell him and he goes, oh, and I ask him what his is. Now for the record, Dominic has always been phenomenal at video games. He's the gamer. It's, it's fucking, yeah, it's annoying. He's the best one. Like literally Dalton and I would have levels of a game that we couldn't beat. And we would oh, look Dom. at each other and be like, so we're inviting Tino and Dominic over, right? Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah, sure. So they'd come over and Dominic would be like, oh. And it was always like the first or second try that he'd beat it. He was such an ass about it after. <laughs> I was so annoyed, guys. I did it. (laughs) Do you remember the level of Jack and Daxter 2 when you're in this little cart and you're going down the railing and you have to shoot the little flying enemies as they come over to you? And you have to jump over on different railings? Uh, No, you're on the same railing all the way through, but you have to defeat all of these things in order to, like, for the lasers that are stopped, like the laser gate to go down. There's laser gate? Yeah. That, that's the best I can describe right now. <laughs> so, anyways, so, but when you go through, I remember I could not beat that for the life of me, right? Could not beat it because you only get one health bar and you can't refill. Dom comes over and is seeing me struggle. And I hadn't really like, quite given up yet. And he just sat there quietly. And I just knew, <laughs> I just knew, I was like, the second I give it to him, I'm not going to replay this level. Like, this is hard. Yeah. So, I give it to Dom. Dom smokes it. Like, just smokes the level so hard. I'm like, what the fuck, he's dude? He's a good man. I know. Love you, bro. Um, anyway, so he's over for this Madden game, right? And he sees my level, and he goes, well, no, I figured out a cheat. This is what you do. So what Dominic did, it was just very smart now, right? But it just made each round so much longer. As the guy was approaching, he would he would move to one side. So you would need to juke the opposite way. So... As soon as you saw the animation for when it would move, you would pause it, and then the pause screen would pop up, and you could see which side the guy was going to move to to tackle you, and you'd have to juke oh. the other way. 
the problem was was that you were going longer and getting past the levels but each level took like four minutes because you had to pause at each single person that was coming over <laughs> and, that button's not and he even knew he told me he's all so yeah it's gonna take you a while <laughs> oh my god yeah but that's that, one way to do it yeah that's one way to do it yeah so but <laughs> I was about to jump into segments, make this a 27-minute episode, and call it a night. You're like, fuck oh. you, let's watch a new girl. Oh, man. Oh, I got to moisturize my cheeks. Dalton, have you ever been to a, a television show taping? Um, I think the last thing that I went to similar to that was the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Oh, that's right. So I, uh, we weren't really in it. We could hear them laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our our producer David got me, Dalton, and JP. Was Mitch with us? No, David was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, was, it was David. Why Dal- would David get us that and then not invite himself? I was asking if Mitch was also with us. No, like, I don't include, think so. No, I think it was just us four. So it was me, Dalton, David, and then our friend JP, and. We we go to Glendale or wherever it was at, and it's this taping. And what what it is is a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and they normally have like a guest on, right? So that night it ended up being uh, some comedian. <clears throat> and what they do is they just play Dungeons and Dragons. If you've never played that before, it is a fantasy um, role playing board game. Not a board game, kind of a board game. It's a fantasy. Fo- it's a fantasy role playing game. We'll go with that. Um, and so. You would go to this taping. They've been going through an entire season. <laughs> and uh, you would just watch them play. And, you know, obviously their interactions are funny. And they're trying to get to the goal. And they have a dungeon master who's helping them guide them through everything. Have we ever talked about our Dungeons & Dragons experience? Have we? On here? I don't know. What we'll get into, we'll, <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. That's a whole segment in and of itself. Oh, my God. So we're, at, so we're at this taping. We sit there, but we were like the cutoff. Like they literally, the last person was the person right in front of us that was able to go sit in the actual like room they were taping. Oh, in. really? Yeah. So then we ended up in this like back room where they still had the taping and you could you had it on TV screens and they you could watch it. Yeah. But they had like chairs set up. And the reason for that is if somebody in the audience had to leave, then somebody from this back room that we were in would go and fill in those spots just so it looked like there was a full audience when they finally released it. Mm. Um so we I mean we got to see it. We were there, but we weren't like in the actual room. The best part about that, though, was when the pizza came in because they had to feed everybody. We were, were the first ones to get food. I was the first one to watch. You remember that? Oh, yeah, because that was lactose intolerance, Dalton. <laughs> Would you like to give an update? So, guys, recently, um, I've eaten a lot of cheese. And, and nothing's been happening, really. Like, you know, the occasional fart or two, but, like, nothing serious. And it's been very odd. It's like made me uncomfortable. I'm like, wait, I really don't have to go like, like do anything right now. Like I could just sit here and relax after a meal. That's kind of nice, dude. It's great. It's you, awesome. 
what do you think? I was scooping that mac and cheese. You were, you were so good. Oh, sorry, guys. You were funneling that stuff into your mouth. <laughs> what do you I don't. I. I feel. Like, I don't know. You've been doing that recently. It happens, dude. I don't know what's going on. Hi. <clears throat> but I've been to a couple of tapings, so Monique would get tickets and we would go. And I might have told um, this story on here before, but I accidentally saw Earth, Wind, and Fire. So the way that that happened was, Monique and I got tickets to a Jimmy Kimmel taping. And so we went, we got there nice and early in Hollywood, very entertaining as you're waiting to get in, right? It's right on Hollywood Boulevard. So we got in line and we're waiting and uh, there's a guy with a clipboard. The line was really, really long. We were kind of in the middle, but it was still super long. And all those people go in there? Like fit? Yeah. So everybody that was there uh, had a ticket. That was the only way you were going to get in. Oh, so they didn't have like backups or anything? I'm sure they did. It was probably the same situation that we had where they had a back room somewhere. But um, we were kind of nervous that we weren't going to get in. Um, we were in the middle, but you never really know. And so finally, this guy's walking down with the clipboard, and he walks by Monique and I, and he stops. He does a double take at us, takes a couple steps, stops again, turns around and comes over to us. And he goes, hey, congratulations. You guys have been promoted. Uh, uh, your tickets have been upgraded, whatever he said. And so basically, they moved us to the very front. So we got in this own separate line, right? It was much shorter. And we well, go. Because you guys are so dazzling. I, that's what I told Monique. I was like, they did that because we're hot. And she's like, shut up, Matt. You know that's exactly why. So we we go in and we come in. Everybody comes in together. Uh, they did a little filming of some band playing. But we come into the taping area. And where the seats are, there's the last row of seats that you see on TV. There's a railing right behind it. So that was like the two separate sections of people that were going to get in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so we come in, they have this whole comedian guy come out first to kind of get the crowd like warmed up. So he's telling jokes, interacting with people, super funny dude, super cool, good to everybody. Had us do some, you know, like yelling exercises and stuff like that. Um, And then he leaves and then somebody else comes in, explains what's going on, what's going to happen. And basically there's a sign that said, when it says applause, you applaud. When it says quiet, you're quiet, you know, whatever, everything like that. So Finally, Jimmy Kimmel comes on, whole taping, everything's cool. A lot of fun, super fun experience. Then he goes, and so then, you know, Jimmy Kimmel talks to the audience, super cool dude, interacts with people and stuff for a couple minutes afterwards and then leaves. And then the first guy that, you know, was giving us the instructions came out and he goes, all right, if you're in front of the railing, you're going to come out the door to the left. If you're in the back, go ahead and go out the door to the right. So, you know, everybody gets up. (laughs) You know what that's for? No. You know all the subscriptions I got just to watch a 49er game? Oh, yeah. Don't I got charged. Did you? Yeah, I forgot. We got Fubo TV for a month. <laughs> Fuck Fubo TV, dude. And sling. So anyway, so we end up going out the door to the left. And when we walk out, you know, we're kind of in this alley. And then we see everybody kind of getting funneled into you know an open area. So we follow. And then Monique and I are kind of like the last ones. And so we get in. And before I'm like looking around. And we're just in this open parking lot that has a stage on it. And it's like gated off. And I turn around. And the guy's like locking the gate. Like, what the hell is this? So we're standing there. And they call everybody in. And they're like, all right, you guys. So this band's going to come out and play right now. Um, we're not, we want to get your genuine inter- like reaction, so we're not going to say who it is. But uh, they're going to come out. Um, they're going to put on like a, a little concert for you guys. But the only rule is you cannot um, record the first song. 
This is our special guest tonight. So you can't record the first song because that's going to be on air. But anything after that, take your phone out, take pictures, record videos, do whatever you want. And so everyone's like, okay. So they come out and it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. But you know how I am with names, yeah, right? So I'm like, uh, like everyone's, you know, like super excited. And I'm like cheering too, like for the camera. And I don't really recognize the song. And I'm like, Monique, who is this? And she's like jumping and singing the like the words. I'm like, I'm like, babe, who is this? She goes, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I'm like, who's that? She kind of like looks at me. She goes, trust me, just give it like when they play a couple other songs, you'll know who they are. And then all of a sudden the song started to click. And bro, they put on a full like 35, 40 minute set. Whoa. Yeah, like they were there for a while and it was good too. They're so good live. Everybody was dancing. Everybody was dancing with each other. It was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Super cool. So I highly recommend you guys go to uh, a taping because those things are super fun. But um, How do you even get into things like that? I think Monique has a website. You can look it up like if you just type in like um, Jimmy Kimmel taping tickets or whatever. Um, th- there'll be a website that pops up but you basically just sign up and if you they know how many people they need, so they just kind of go through the list and select whoever's you know oh. at the top of the list or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, super cool. That works. Dude, Dalton, what are some what do you are some healthy behaviors that get shame for some reason? Hmm. <sighs> healthy behavior. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let yeah. me change it a little because I have one that I just I'm very curious about your opinion on. All right. Shoot. Why do you think meditation gets shamed? Or why do you think there's there can be a hesitancy or a negative connotation to it? Um, well, a lot of it's based on like the culture of religion and how that all plays into like kind of believing in something else. It's kind of like a yet to nobody wants to self-examine, you know, like that's hard to do. And meditation is all about that one thing, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a challenge of the mindset. And it's a challenge of your ego. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to look outwards and look in. Yeah. And that's for a lot of our that's for a lot of our culture. So. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> one thing that I like the reason that I think is that like, and we kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago, that there's this stigma of like the second you start meditating, you're gonna stop wearing deodorant and you know, yeah. Like like you become like the quote unquote hippie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's not true, but I think that that like the woo woo ness of it kind of like turns a lot of people off. Oh yeah, you know, because um, I I know that that did it for me for a while while I was a little more accepting, just out, like more than most. Where it's like just because of the way we grew up, like it still made me like kind of like weird, and you know what I mean. Like it made me hesitant towards it too. Um, yeah, I could see that. We were we were always believed to like. Not like question everything, but like don't. You know yeah. what I mean? It was mm-hmm. one of those things. So the minute you start doing that, you kind of start to question a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of uh, interesting how meditation works. I can't, I'm trying to think of other behaviors that I would be like, oh. Like, I, I really only brought this up because of that. Like, I, because I, I'm not, re- I don't really, I don't know. I don't really frown upon a lot of like toe shoes, the little finger shoes. Those are really good for your feet. Are they? Yeah, but they get shamed on because they're ugly. They are ugly. They're very ugly. Like, they're not fashionable. No. You know, I mean, but I mean, that's some, another person's thinking like, oh, I wouldn't wear that to, you know, a, like, no, it's for working out. Bro. Yeah. Like, wear it when you work out. You don't have to wear it again. I had a teacher that used to wear it to school. 
I had we had the same t- is a uh, history yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would laugh because I'd always be like, they're so ugly. And I'm like, and they're like and, bright orange. Yeah, and shit. I'd be like, why? Why are you? And then I'm and then I thought to myself, I was like, if he's wearing that out, he does not care what you think. You know not what I mean? All. Like there's there's no point. And like for strangely, because I thought that, I was like, oh, okay, for sure. I was like, okay with it all of a sudden. Dude, I couldn't stop staring at it. Yeah, they're rough. And I think it's just because like we like things that make sense, right? Yeah. And they just look so different than your traditional shoe that it, like you just can't stop focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, who Seth wears those shoes. Seth does wear those Seth shoes. Does. <laughs> he somehow pulls them off. Yep. I don't know how that that man could do anything. Yeah, he's handsome. He's a handsome dude. All right, let's jump into one of our signature segments. Welcome to. The boys' room. And no, we don't have an intro for that one because I know you were going to ask that question. No? I was not. No? Okay. Sorry. You normally do. All right. I don't complain, man. Huh? I don't complain. I didn't say you complain. I say you always wonder if we have a introduction for that song before we do that. Not me. I know. I'm confident. I know what's happening. After restraining order, man changes name and face to date his ex-girlfriend again. This man in New Jersey, in New Jersey, who went the extra mile to win back his ex-girl, despite a court restraining order, was detained this morning after his ruse was discovered. James, oh, should I say? That? Yeah, it's fine. It's on. James <laughs> Mac, forty, was from Camden, was sentenced to six months in jail in 2017 for criminally harassing his former girlfriend. Holy shit! Though that sentence did not deter him, being under a restraining order that prohibited him from contacting or nearing his ex. He started an intense transformation in order to pull it off without getting caught. So what did he do? Well, he legally changed his name to Jason Monroe, endured 37 plastic surgeries to alter his physical appearance, and even had a dainty vocal cord operation to change his voice. What the hell? You can change your voice? Yes. And so he successfully was talking and getting back with his ex. It took her nearly five weeks before she recognized him. She claims that she had no idea it was him when they met at the local gym. She stated things were wonderful for a couple of weeks, and then she steadily began to feel that there was something off about her new boyfriend. I sometimes thought he knew too many things about me, my family, and my friends. (laughs) Then this morning, he accidentally made a comment about when the first date, and I realized that it was him. She called the police the moment she recognized him. Mac fled, finally apprehended less than a half an hour later while hiding in bushes a few blocks from the residence. He was jailed without a restraining order. Bro, look at this transformation. He literally, like, he looks significantly different and younger. Whoa. Are you impressed or disgusted? Both. Right? Like, that's so much to go through. Wow. Such unique features. Yeah, like his, he lost all this fat in his cheeks. Looks like his cheekbones got raised. He even looks like his like ears, like got like they're like brought out like before they're like pinned back to his head. That's what the crazy. hell? To do all that? What would for you someone? do? What would you do? Five weeks? You know what I mean? Go Dude, by? That's terrifying to me. Like imagine, like you're just like something's off. And like you can't tell it's the same person. The Makes fact you, that, that person can hide their personality that well just to get back with somebody, but still does the things that she knows that she likes. It makes you wonder about those people that you meet 
and you're like, man, I feel like I've known you for forever. Yeah. It's because you have. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed to a date you, girl. <laughs> Bro, that's, that's wild. That is some crazy. That's some crazy shit. Crazy shit. That is some crazy shit. I'll give it that. It outdid itself today. David, that, I mean, at least that, one of them I mean, worked, and that, that one, that, that was a good one. Made up for the other ones. Fuck, dude. Dude, Don, what are you squaring up with this week? I'm squaring up with being sick, man. That shit sucked. It was fun. Like, I did have fun with you, but, like, at the same time, like, I didn't want to be sick. Yeah. I didn't get to work out at all. Yeah. I'm squaring up with the same thing. Just having to be stuck in the house. You know what I mean? Just kind of, like, doing it to obviously not spread it anymore, like, than it already has, which I don't think you and I stopped. I Actually, we probably did stop quite a bit. Things can get out of hand. Oh, yeah. But squaring up with that. What is, do you have a woe due to the week? Um, yeah, I got to, uh, I got chosen by, (laughs) by one of our students to, uh, take him to his first day, uh, back to public school. Oh, that's right. And then pick him back up. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, it was cool. I'm, I'm his favorite staff. Dang. I worked it, bro. The chosen one. Just give him snacks all the time. Yeah, maybe that works. My woe due to the week is that John Madden and Betty White are both dead now. Like, like, I don't know why, but I just assumed Betty White was going to live forever. Yes. You know, like, it's just something that I never thought would, that would never be a headline that I thought I would read. And I would always see her. Like, I would always see her, like, either on TV or something. Like, she was always doing something. There's, like, a few people that I think just, like, completed the main quest of their life very young and just do whatever they want now. Betty White, Snoop Dogg. You just think about them. Like, they're just always... In everything, Shaq, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you just do random. Kevin Hart's almost there, you know. Like you just see them doing random things, and you're just in like, rock. You you never really question it. You're just kind of always like, yeah, yeah. Shaq has a waffle maker, and like the waffles are tiny. <laughs> like you know what I mean? He's a DJ. Pretty sure he's a doctor and a cop. You he's know, everything. Man. He's everything. He's everything. Snoop Dogg is just everywhere in every. In, that man doesn't stop. He's in Madden. He is in Madden. He's in Madden. I'm like, I'm like, where does it like that's insane. So, but yeah, that's my woe too. And cool, uh dude. what got you stoked this week? What got me stoked is um playing Skyrim, playing the anniversary edition. Oh, you did. You you went through hell to get that edition. Yeah, bro. I did. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I still gotta play it. I haven't had any time recently, but yeah. Gotta get back on that. What yeah. about you? Uh, I was very stoked to go back to the gym. Were you? Yes. Like I literally, this is not an exaggeration. So I worked out yesterday was hell, man. Yeah, that was, that sucked. Today's was rough. Really? Yeah. There's just a lot of running and I'm not good at that. Anyways, Monday I was going to be able to go back at 6am and coach and I was like, cool, I'm going to get there at five and you know, work out. I haven't trained all week. I was so amped up. This is also something I'm stoked for. I was so amped up off the 49er game. Oh. Because Trey Lance, the young third round or third overall pick, looked the great. Golden boy, man. Looked good. The golden looked boy. Good, man. So the 49ers won with uh, something that Dalton and I have been waiting to see for a while. So I was pumped up on that. I was like watching Trey Lance breakdown videos as they were being released. And then uh, I was just excited. So I literally did not sleep. I was awake all night. Yes. I was awake just. I just never do that. Up, Adam, watching Rick and Morty. I tried to watch uh, How I Met Your Mother. Um, I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was like, oh, cool to be the same. That doesn't hit like New Girl. No, just doesn't do it. No, 
but uh, but yeah, so that got me stoked to go back and work out and see everybody, which was super super fun. That's dope, dude. All right, if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Uh, sorry, there is no video this week. Um, obviously, you know we've been quarantining and uh, can't have people over just yet. But um, once that's up, we'll get back here with David, and we'll season get- three will begin. I'm counting this one, but Dalton doesn't want to. I'm not. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating interview wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, next week, we will, you'll be able to see our beautiful faces. But until then, everybody, please, seriously, stay healthy. Stay mm-hmm. safe. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. to get dumb oh no it's okay they'll understand you don't understand you don't my pen is a lot stronger than yours My lead, big guy. All right. All right. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no.